Hello, everyone, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Management Decisions, where we discuss topics related to management and human resources in the workplace. Today, we're talking about having remotely working employees and how those can benefit your company. To learn more, I'm speaking today with Margaret Jacoby. She is an HR consultant for the company MJ Management Solutions. Thanks for joining me today, Margaret. I'm so glad to be here, and thank you for inviting me. So diving into this topic of why telecommuting is a benefit for your small business, usually when people talk about the benefits of telecommuting, it's usually the employee side of things. But today we're taking an interesting look at how it can actually benefit the employer or the company. So the first question I had was, why do you think that employers may shy away from allowing their employees to telecommute? What are the different reasons that they might be avoiding that? Well, typically, the biggest reason is their fear of losing control of their employees and feeling it would be difficult to manage employees who are not right on the work site. Um, That's the biggest one. Another reason, I think, would be their being unaware of what some of the benefits of telecommuting are that can come to the company. The process needs some careful planning. You need to pay attention to legal issues. There's technology concerns, training concerns. How do we get people into the office for meetings or how do we collaborate, you know, creatively? All of those things, I think, come into play when an employer is deciding or has been requested to consider telecommuting for one one or more of their employees. Yeah, and I think that's good to say that they maybe aren't aware of all of the benefits that could come to their company because of this. So today I wanted to talk about some of the different ways that you've outlined in that telecommuting and how it can benefit your company. The first one that you mentioned is increased productivity. In general, of course, every situation is going to be unique, but why would you say that workers are generally more productive at home as opposed to being in the office environment? That is one of the concerns of the employer is, are they going to lose productivity from that person? By eliminating commuting time in certain areas, uh, you know, like I know Los Angeles, for example, the commuting time is horrific. You mm-hmm. might only live 30 miles from your work, but it may take you over an hour a day to get there and then another hour to come home. Mm -hmm. So by eliminating commuting time, you're reducing the employee's tension and stress. Mm -hmm. Their improved quality of life gives them more energy and more impetus to go ahead and, you know, do their best work when they're at home. They have uninterrupted time to plan their work. So there's not an impromptu meeting. There's not a coworker coming and knocking on the door or sticking their head in the cubicle, you know, interrupting the workflow. So the fewer interruptions a person has, the more they could concentrate on that particular task and finish it in probably less time and do a better job, be more complete, be more accurate. Another thing I found in doing some research for that article was that The Global Analytics Network, who is an independent research firm, has found out that businesses incur annual losses of up to $600 billion because of workplace distractions. Hmm. So somebody's having a birthday. Come into the coffee room. We're going to celebrate birthday. We're going to have coffee. Come, let's have coffee. Let's walk down to the Starbucks and get a coffee. All of those are interruptions that cost the business a tremendous amount of money. 
Another issue, and this may not be, you know, something that pops right out because it wasn't for me. I had to really think about this one, but the East Coast and the Midwest has had a lot of snow this year. Even federal offices had to be closed for a particular amount of time because employees couldn't get into work. Telecommuters don't have that issue. They can work from home when the blizzard's roaring out there or when an earthquake had happened in California and the roads are blocked and they couldn't drive into their offices, those kinds of things. So by having people be productive, even during inclement weather, I think is a big cost saving and a benefit to the uh, smaller employer. And you had mentioned saving money is a big part of it. Are there statistics or studies that show that workers are more productive at home? Are there statistics to back up this side of it? Yeah, there are several. The Stanford University is one of the more popular and recent studies that was conducted. And they did a study of call center employees. And they did, they did this study over a period of a year. They broke up the call center employees into a group that did telecommuting and the control group worked in the call center. And what they found was that the productivity shown by the telecommuters increased 13%. The Federal Office of Personnel Management, our federal government like um, Human Resources Office, conducted a study of federal government employees who telecommute. And the remote workers were found to be 73% happier than those who didn't telecommute which results in reduced turnover. And when we talk about telecommuting, we don't mean the person works 100% from home. They might work a day or two days from home. Right. Uh, so it's not a, an all or nothing situation. It can be a part-time type of telecommuting. Mm-hmm. The University of Texas at Austin did a study and found that teleworkers worked an average of five to seven hours more than their coworkers in the office during a work week. Because they could be, what do we say, on a roll. Mm -hmm. They're into a project and they're working really hard. There's no interruptions and they can work till midnight if they want to or need to. They can get up at four in the morning and work, um, you know, and people have different biological clocks. So this really helps, you know, in their productivity as well. Not all of us are at 100% from eight in the morning till five in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. We are productive at different times of the day. And then Dow Chemical, Best Buy, and British Telecom have all discovered that their teleworkers have a 30, 35 to 40% increase in productivity when they've implemented those teleworking programs. So it's interesting because the workers are happier, but they're also being more productive and doing more work. Absolutely. So how can employers determine if their employees are actually being more productive at home? Let's say they want to put this into practice. Are there ways that they can measure the productivity? Yeah, there are. And, you know, we're in this whole technology age where, you know, everything is uh, cloud-based and mobile and all of those things. There are cloud-based project management software services that can track daily assignments. So we don't have to use a Gantt chart on paper anymore. We can, you know, have that in a cloud-based program. And the supervisor can check that program and they can check to see where Mary might be, you know, on project A Mm -hmm. or has project B even been started by our teleworker. There are websites, software programs that can measure and track what websites our employees are visiting when they're working away from the office. How much time are they spending away from their computers? That tends to be a little bit 
regressive and kind of puts a damper on mm-hmm. our employees. But, you know, if we have a, a real micromanager who wants to know every second, there is a, a way to do that. We also recommend scheduling mandatory days in the office so that we can check up on uh, work that's being done and people can visit with the other employees and their supervisor, but also a daily report or a weekly report that updates their progress on a particular project can be very useful in helping to manage that employee. And you had mentioned earlier in one of the studies that companies that allow telecommuting, whether it's part-time or full-time, often have higher retention rates of their employees. In your opinion, why do you think telecommuting reduces employee turnover? Well, I think, number one, if your employee is happy, they're more engaged. They'll stay with the organization that gives them this opportunity to go ahead and work from home or work on a schedule that, you know, best fits their work and home balance. They're increasingly satisfied with their job. They're feeling a little more independent. They have that better balance between work and family, as I said. So I think that employees are happier when they're engaged. I think that they tend to stay where that happiness comes from or where they feel that they're being valued because telecommuting is not a right. Mm -hmm. It's a privilege that's to be earned by an employee or to be uh, bestowed upon the employee by the employer. So if we look at it from that perspective, it is a benefit to the employee, and employees tend to stay where they have the best benefits. And today we're talking a little bit more specifically about small businesses. One of the benefits that you had listed in your article of offering telecommuting is that it'll give you a competitive edge. What did you mean by that? We all are out there looking for the best pool of talent. If The best person for the job is located in, say, New York somewhere. And our offices, anywhere from, you know, the Mississippi River out west, we might not find that person willing to move to become our employee. So by offering this opportunity to work uh, remotely, we have a larger pool of talent to pull from. Geography then doesn't become a boundary. We could even find the best worker in Europe somewhere or South America or, you know, somewhere in the globe, depending on what kind of talent we're looking for. Also, we would reduce that relocation cost. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're not having to bring people to our site, we can reduce those costs. And because telecommuting seems to be attractive, especially in the IT industry, the technology field, We can offer slightly lower salaries because we're eliminating commuting and all the expenses that come along with driving to the office, buying the right clothes to wear when you're at work, buying lunches out, having coffee breaks, all of those kinds of things. So by offering flexibility to candidates, we we can attract a better, larger, more talented pool. And then another factor you had mentioned was environmental friendliness. And of course, you know, with people not driving as much, not taking public transportation, you you are saving a lot of energy in the environment. How much energy would you say does telecommuting save? I know you had mentioned this in your article. What kind of impact can businesses make by allowing telecommuting? Number one, I, I would want to say that being environmentally friendly is important. It, it's another one of those competitive edges that we have. The public perception of our organization, our image, 
what our customers and employees think about us when we demonstrate that we're environmentally conscious. Say the average cost of a gallon of gas is around $3 or $3.50, something like that, according to the AAA, Mm -hmm. the Automobile Association. And if we're averaging 25 miles to a gallon of gas, and that's not true in all cases, by not commuting, the employee can save like $1,120 on gas every year. But getting the cars off the road, the Consumer Electronics Association found that we would would preserve enough energy to send power to 1 million homes in the United States for a whole year. Wow. And yeah, I know that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. One day of telecommuting would be equal to saving 12 hours of electricity use by the average household. So, you know, we're saving electricity for the households. We're preserving energy to power other homes. Today, all we hear on the news is about climate change and we have to change and use uh, more environmentally friendly energy sources. This is one way that we can demonstrate that we're cognizant of these things and we can demonstrate that to our clients and our customers and the employees that we wish to retain and attract. And along with preserving energy, another thing that companies obviously want is to preserve their costs. How would telecommuting employees actually save their employers money? One big issue in this whole question is the size of space that the employer needs to Mm -hmm. accommodate the workers. So if a portion of our workforce is working from home, we don't need as large an office space. We don't need parking to be available for that many. And if we would alternate or offer a portion of the workday as a telecommuting day, we could have sharing of office space. So when one person is working uh, from their home, the other person could use the desk and the facilities in the office. And then when they switch that time, so, you know, you're saving space, office space, parking space, use of supplies, We're getting projects completed faster and with Mm -hmm. fewer mistakes. And then we're reducing absenteeism. People are not calling in sick because we're finding that our telecommuters, if they don't feel well in the morning, okay, they won't come into work if they're assigned to the office. But if they're assigned at home, they might not feel well in the morning. They can sleep in. They can, you know, rest. By afternoon, they're feeling better and they can work later into the evening. So they're not using sick time. They're not taking sick days and we're reducing absenteeism for the workforce. You had also mentioned in your article a statistic on the average amount of money that a company would save per year by allowing just one employee to telecommute. What was that number? It's $11,000 annually per worker. And that comes from a man called Jack Niles. Mm-hmm. And he is the founder and president of an organization called JALA, and it's a management consulting company. And throughout his term as an academic and a researcher, he found that telecommuting had a big impact on the way we do business in the United States and globally. So he left his lucrative business career and founded this organization, JALA. And all he does is research into telecommuting and what impact it has for businesses, employees, and for the economy as well. So Mm -hmm. I kind of trust his number. Yeah, he sounds like he would be the number one expert on that. I would think so. 
At least least in my research, I have found him to be a, a really good resource. So now, of course, in some instances, there are jobs that need to be performed at the job site, things like construction or retail, obviously. But for jobs that can be done at home, is this something that managers should offer as an option to all of their employees, or is this something that maybe should be offered only to certain employees? Yeah, I don't think it should be offered across the board, Jenna. I think that there are certain personalities that really would not be successful working from home. There are extroverted people who work in our offices, and they get their energy from working around other people. Their creativity is fostered when they're working with a group of people. So if you put an extrovert in their home to do their work, they might not you know, they might not be happy. Mm-hmm. Of course, then their productivity would suffer. People who don't need to do their job on site, as you mentioned, like construction, and there are like receptionists that have to greet people who come to our workplaces, that's not a good position. But if we look at people who work behind the scenes, they work in maybe their bookkeepers or even sales agents or customer service type folks, they tend to be uh, like the bookkeepers, they tend to be introverted people Mm -hmm. and they probably would welcome the opportunity to work away from what I call the maddening crowd, (laughs) Uh, you know, work from home where they can be quiet and relaxed and focused. And then there's there's also the trusted experienced employee, the employee you know you can trust to get their work done no matter what. That would be a person I might identify to try out a um, telecommuting position. But the newest employee, the one who hasn't been tested and who hasn't proven themselves yet, I would not put that person in a telecommuting position. Now, as we look to wrap up the show, I wanted to give you the floor at the end here just to give any final words of advice on the topic. Maybe it's um, for managers who are looking to kind of ease into this process of allowing telecommuting. What final words of advice or insight would you want to offer? Thank you for that. I, I think it's important not to jump in it. Uh, I think that you do need to, um, to use your words, ease into a program, mm-hmm. take time to plan it, start out with uh, what, are the, what are the ramifications, what are the human resource ramifications of people. If you're set, sending hourly people to work from home, how are you monitoring that they're getting their break and their mealtime and they're not working overtime and not you know, not being paid for the overtime that they work. So you want to do that kind of research. It might not be a bad idea to get feedback from your employees. Maybe do a focus group with your employees and say, hey, who would like this? We're, you know, we're considering this. What do you see as the benefits for your particular job? How would this help the company grow and be more productive? Because telecommuting is not, as we said, for every employee or for every business. So I would do uh, some research. Maybe try that website, the jala.com. And there's another organization um, that has a website called workplaceflexibility.org. There are a lot of research papers. There are blog articles, just a lot of information there to help the employer decide if this is something that might be good for, for them or not. And then remember this, it's not engraved engraved in stone. If you start a telecommuting program small and you find that it's not working, then you just eliminate the program. You don't have to, you know, be be stuck with something that you're unhappy with or that's not working for your organization. And that will do it for us here on LJN Radio. 
You've been listening to Management Decisions with our guest, Margaret Jacoby. Thanks for sharing your insight with me today, Margaret. I appreciate the opportunity, Jenna. Um, I think that small businesses really are not making the best use of employees and the technology that's there and sure would like to see them grow and prosper uh, in using some of these new, new methods. So thank you. And if you have insight you'd like to share on this topic or ideas for future podcasts, please send an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.